Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Anyway, Deuteronomy 30. Where am I looking? Oh, verse 19. I'm going to talk to you today about choices. It's easy to remember. It's something we all have to make. We all have to do every day what we're going to say, what we're going to do. But um, you know what we're going to wear, what we're going to do with our money, what we're going to do. We all have to make choices. Something feels good, something doesn't feel good. Some things don't feel good, but you submit. Because here in verse 19, God says, I call heaven and earth to witness this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Therefore, choose life. Choose, therefore, choose life. Huh? That you and your descendants may live. Choose life. God set before you, choose life. We face things many times where our vision, our faith is just busting for the body of Christ, but it doesn't always work. Things don't always work out the way you think they're going to. I know my life hasn't. I'm sure you could say there are areas of your life that hasn't worked out the way you thought it was going to work out. But you have dreams in your heart, and God says, I call heaven and earth. I used to pray a lot more publicly. Now I pray privately with God a lot more. But I used to say, I call heaven and earth to record right now as a witness when I'd pray. Because I'd be so adamant and so passionate when it came to things to do with politics or whatever it was that was on my heart. Money stuff, the body of Christ moving forward, the church moving on. I call heaven and earth to record that I have set before you life. And so I used to always be concerned with what God wanted. It wasn't simply just that we wage a good warfare by the prophetic word that's gone on before us. We love that. We wage a good warfare, the Bible teaches us. But I have to know that I know that I know that God wants me to keep going. He's never, ever told me to stop. Even though there have been obstacles and the obstacle course has grown, he's called me to pray. And I, I know it's very simple for me when I come to this nation. I've, I've been called here. I've been chosen. I used to ask God, how come you trick me? I felt tricked. In fact, when we rented a football stadium, how on earth did we do that against all odds? Everybody was against it. Everything was against it. And I didn't have the money, that's for sure. Nobody had told me. I had some, I had 100,000, but I didn't have three-quarters of a million, which the budget. Budgets follow the ministry. It's the vision. And I, I, all I knew was, God, I've, I thought I was going to get released from all this. Why do I have to do this? Why don't you pick somebody who's got the money and got the time? I didn't even have the time. But God said, I chose you. I didn't trick you. God has chosen you and whatever he's chosen you for he's going to set before you life 
And choices, life and death, what are you going to choose? You know, we drive along and we, we go around London and we think about, oh, my gosh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. And you look at the people and you wonder, are they thinking about eternity? No, I doubt it. You know, most people think death is the end. I have people in my family and they said to me, I don't give a monkey's, you know, what about when I die. When I die, I'm gone. And I thought, no, you're just going to move to another realm. Okay? Amen. I don't know if you can stand firm where you are, but God knows. So I pray strength upon you all. In the name of Jesus, wherever you are, that God has called you to stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. Connect with heaven. Connect where you are. Don't don't worry and complain that life isn't the way you thought it would be. But just thank God for the anointing. It's the anointing that changes you and transforms you. And, and it's the good news of the gospel. God's got good for our future, not evil. And whenever we fear and we lack courage, we attract that. So I break the power in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're helping us to make progress on our high places of trouble and suffering and responsibility. I praise you, Father, and I thank you that you're bringing us all into our promised, possessed inheritance. Even if it seems like a long way round, I thank you. I thank you. And we do call heaven and earth to record upon our souls today that we're choosing your way. We're choosing your way, which is the way of peace. Now, turn to Jeremiah. I think it's Jeremiah. (laughs) Yeah. And let's pray for the peace. Jeremiah 29, verse 7, if you want to put the Amplified up. Let's seek God for the peace of the body of Christ and the welfare of London. It's not easy to connect and to pull forth and have a manifestation of real heartfelt unity. God's not looking at your Verbal. Actually, a lot of people have verbal diarrhea. They just talk, 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 talk. But it's not about that. It's about what's in your heart. Huh? That's what it's about. It's about your heart, the condition of your heart. And that's what God's concerned about. So as we seek, verse 7, inquire for and require and request. Actually, it was your granny the other day on the phone from L.A. And she said to me, You know, I've been talking to God about being full of miracles and I've been having requisitions. And I said, oh, that's a good word. So I've been doing the same. I've been putting in requisitions before heaven. God hasn't called me 
to shame, to disappointment. God protects me. So whatever happens, it doesn't seem like protection. It is. Okay, so I seek for the welfare of London, where I have caused you to be carried away captive. Sometimes you feel like a captive in London. Come on, you can admit it in here. We're in church. Yeah, Rod says. We do sometimes. I, f- I forget how much I love the beach in California. I do. I love it there. It's my second home. It's like one foot in California and one foot in London. I was with a girl having lunch this week, and she has great favor in the USA. And uh, she was telling me how she knows the chap who owns Netflix and all this stuff about the media. Do I care about that? Yes and no. I mean, I care about it because we prayed for it before people were praying, gosh, 50 years ago, when, 44 years ago when Jamie was born, we prayed for the media in California. But that's where I lived then. Now there's lots of people praying for the media. Do we want to make a sound in Hollywood? Yes, of course we do. Do we like it that Mel Gibson is making the best, what do you call the second one? I can't think. Sequel. Sequel to The Passion. He's saying it's the best they've ever done. Hey, let's go. Let's believe for the best. Let's get all the negativity washed away. And I was listening to some music, Michael, the other day. Oh, no, it was this morning. About the because it said things to ask Alexa, so I'm not that good at doing it. So I asked Alexa to play me the latest music, and it probably is something like you would like. I'm I am a granny. I didn't like it. I have to admit, <laughs> whatever. Sorry, I'm sorry. I hope yours is much better. It will be, I'm sure. We're going to have some great sounds coming out of this town. Oh, there's something so massive going to happen. And I know that we all want to be a part of it. Some people just grab the mic and they think that's the answer. No, it isn't the answer. The answer is him. It's all about him. So we're going to pray for the welfare of London. That's going to be our choice in which we live. And therein we'll find our welfare. Yeah? Yeah? Okay, so they're choices. They're addictive choices. On the internet, people get caught into sex and alcohol and marijuana. And I get things, emails all the time telling me to be a marijuana investment. I think, no, I have. (laughs) (laughs) And it gets in my face, you know. But um, Jesus said in Luke 12, 22, For this reason I tell you, do not worry about your life or what you'll eat or about your body or what you'll wear. Don't worry about that natural stuff. And I know it can be easy to be accused of not being so heavenly minded, you know, naturally good. Well, God always works it out. Okay, he always gives the best and he always works everything out. So you talked about uh, this. Choice. Choices. What does it mean? It means, I looked up this in the thesaurus. Selections. It means options, varieties, even elections. Picks, adoptions. Do you look at your life as a rejected individual who's messed up a hundred times or more? Or do you look at your life as somebody who's adopted? I look like you do. 
God is my father. He's adopted me. He says I'm his gift. He doesn't tell me I'm a rejected, damaged human being. He tells me something positive. And I have to hold on to that. Sometimes we're having to hold on to things so intensely. And that's okay. Prayer will help you. Choose what God says. He'll help you get through your exams. He'll help you get through every obstacle course, every test. God will help you. Why do I say that? Because I'm a living witness of it. All kinds of things. People believe things about you. They're a lie. If God hasn't said it, don't go there. Okay, just keep walking forward. Keep doing good. So anyway... Um, let me have a let me have a look at this uh, month's thingy here. There's one there. I've given you. I've I've done a scripture prayer for this month. Thanks. And you can take one of these home. It should be in your seats. But once you read it with me, it's the prayer thought. If you like, you can adapt it to however you want it. But it will help you get through the month because it isn't just about Sunday morning. It isn't just what what happens when we all come together. It's wonderful when we all come together. But what's good is how we get up Monday, how we deal with daily life. And there's so much to say about choices, and I don't have the time to say it all. um, But we'll do what we can. Some choices affect our whole life. And what I'm going to say now is it's really important what you choose. If you've chosen Jesus to be alive in your heart, and I'm pretty certain everybody in here has done that. If you haven't, now's a good opportunity to say, Jesus, come on in. Huh? Come on in. So if you want to put up 1 Corinthians seven seventeen, I was quite shocked when I first read this, that when, when you're called by God, you should remain in the same station. I thought, well, I don't want to live with the Rolling Stones anymore. I'm fed up with that. They had everything this world has to offer, but I wasn't satisfied. The key in life is being satisfied. God is the only one who can make you satisfied. You say, well, I don't like the way my life is now. Well, God will help you. God will show you. So here in 1 Corinthians seven seventeen, it says, let each one of you seek to conduct himself or herself. It's talking about mankind. Regulate his or her affairs so as to lead the life which the Lord has allotted. I always knew deep down I needed to come back to England. Did I want to come here? No. Do you always want to do what God has allotted to you? No, not necessarily. Does it mean you don't do it? No, it means you do it. You lead the life which the Lord has allotted and imparted to you, to which God has invited and summoned you. This is my order in all the churches. You know, we have an amazing, huge job to do. We have to have black and white church. 
We have to have church that loves Israel. We have to have real heavenly church. We have to overcome personal issues and corporate issues. We have to be overcomers. So if we pray that each one of us seeks and conducts ourselves and regulates our affairs to lead the life the Lord has allotted and imparted to us, to which God has invited and summoned us, we'll be okay. We'll be fine. Did it make sense? I didn't even, even to the day that we were signing on the house we now live in, I didn't have the money and somebody called me and gave me the last eight or nine thousand pounds or whatever it was and said, here, I think you need this for the mortgage. And I was like, that was God. Now, I knew it was the right place because when I was a little girl of 12, my dad had said to me, do you like this plot or that plot? And I said, well, I don't want to live on that plot because my bedroom would be facing a cross and it would make me feel sad. I knew nothing about the cross when I was 12 years old. And I asked God one time when we were in the middle of doing all the prayer summits, I said, do help. Do you have something against me? All these people, like Ken Gott and people, they had building faith. They had a hundred-story building. He was giving to God TV to get started. I thought, well, gosh, I'd like to do that. I don't have a building. And so I said to God, do you have anything against me? And immediately he took me back to being 12 years old and me saying, I don't want to live there. So we picked the pride of life, the first plot in and that's where my dad built the house i didn't want to look at the cross now of course it's really different you may think nowadays you may think very differently about something initially you may have thought about something in a different way but when god comes in when we put god first he shows you he teaches you the wisdom maybe today you're not in such a panic and so much pressure to prove something. Okay, God hears your prayers. He's going to answer you. You don't, have to, you don't have to be competitive. You don't have to push in. You don't have to strive. God will bring to you what he wants. We just mustn't be judgmental. We, we, have, we are called to pray for others, to help others. So I've written this scripture prayer to help you think about where you are right now and also pray for the city. We happen to, we happen to live in London. You may not. You may live in High Wycombe. I don't know. You all come from near and far. You know, but there's, there's things to pray for every day. Every morning when I get up, I say, okay, Lord, I am here because you chose me to be here and you chose me to be an annoyance to the devil. Huh? He didn't choose me to get up every day and just have a nothing day. He didn't choose me to get up every day and just understand what's going to happen because that's not God. God's spontaneous. God loves to come suddenly. God loves to work that way. He's just in the now. He's with you now in your problems. That's why it's good when we all come together to have a breakthrough. It's good to have words of knowledge, words of wisdom for others, because it's encouraging. It's good. 
Okay, it's good to understand the word. But when I remember when I first read verse 20 in First uh, Corinthians 7, it says everyone should remain after God calls you in the station or the condition of life in which he sum- in which the summons found him. Does that mean Roger stays a drug dealer? I should stay as a girl looking for fun and life amongst the music world? No, it's deeper. God goes deeper. God wants you to influence lives, which you do powerfully, okay? Changes my life, changes your life. Why do you... Why did you choose coming to this church? Because your life gets changed here, because you get accepted here. Whoever you are, black, white, Jew, Greek, whatever, you get accepted. Well, you know, it's important which church, I mean, I wouldn't move until I knew which church I was going to because the church really affects life. So remaining in the same station just seemed weird to me but you see, sometimes we look at things from our own understanding. We don't look at things from what God sees. I have to work with people I don't always get on with or people who think they know more than me. And that's irrit- irritating, isn't it? So it's choices. It brings it down to a personal thing. So I read a thing this morning from Chuck Pearson. It said he was calling this a hinge man. And I thought about it, and I thought, a hinge man. Okay, that's like the door swings on the hinge. So what doors are ahead of you to step out and into? Maybe you think, oh, I can't do that. Maybe you think you're supposed to stand firm where you are. You have to know from God. It's church, okay? There are many things to say about choices, many things. But all I know is that I have to make the choices that I make dependent on if it's pleasing to God. Huh? Am I, be, am I living a life that's pleasing to God? Anyway, Father, we thank you. There's a higher realm. Much higher realm. Do you want to live there? Would you like to live up there? Okay, let's not watch so much TV then. Okay, sorry. You know how to pray for us, and we definitely need a break. Father, we thank you. There is a high realm, and there's a high call on us as people. We feel like we've been through a lot, huh? You know, you're in training. It's kind of like the tree that you look at that isn't blossoming because it has to withstand many seasons, There are seasons that we come into, seasons of life, seasons of fruitfulness. Oh, I love it. I love reading God's word. I love it because God is good. And when I open up his word, it's good. Okay, so that's a decision. That's a choice. What does God think about the season that you're in? Is he working, working out stuff in your heart? Yes, of course he is. He's always working things out. And that means going deeper. Whenever you go deep with God, you leave higher. Regardless of what somebody says to you, the deeper you go, the higher you leave. 
So let God get inside you. Let him live there. Let him go deep. You know, I think about this uh, Proverbs 31 woman. She considers a new field, verse Proverbs 31, verse uh, 16. She considers. You have to consider where you're going. Could I have gotten flipped out? Because it's not just chosen. It's not just you being chosen and us making a sound. It's everybody being in agreement. Is it a trouble? Yes, it's a trouble. I like to get things ticked off. I like the boxes to tick off. Does everybody have the same faith? No. But maybe God has got a reason why the door and that hinge hasn't opened up. Maybe the door hasn't opened it because you're not ready. He's protecting you. Don't get frustrated. Just let him work and let him work in you personally. Huh? Because we get in such a hurry. The Proverbs 31 woman considers a new field before she buys it or accepts it. She expands prudently and not courting neglect of her present duties. I have a lot of duties, don't you? Yeah, we have a lot of things that need doing, a lot of things that we have to be responsible for. But with her savings of time and strength, she plants fruitful vines in her vineyard. Sometimes like a tree standing firm, you've got to wait for that season to just change. There's a seasonal change. And there's a big seasonal change coming. It's a whole era. There's, I feel, as a prophetic individual, there's a sound going to come out of our nation. It's a big sound. It's a sound that's going to touch the world again. Am I going on the past? Yes, because God's a redeemer. He's a redeemer of our lives. Am I considering it? Yes, I'm considering it. Not much. I just know God's going to do what he wants to do. God's going to do what he wants to do, whether I can think about it or not. It's like when we did the call, I remember thinking, I remember going to meetings and people saying, it can't be done. That's like a red rag to me. You shouldn't say it can't be done because I know God can do anything. I know if God wants us at the Emmanuel Center, he'll fill it and he'll pay for it. I know that. I know if he wants us somewhere else, he'll open the door. I know that he'll open the door for this church. It's, it's a knowing on the inside. I, I remember in John 15, this verse, verse 15. This came to me when I was doing the call. I remember thinking there were some really hard places. I felt very alone in those places because I had to make really big decisions. And verse 15, it says, I do not call you servants or slaves any longer, for the servant does not know what his master's doing or working out. But I have called you my friends because I have made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. This is Jesus talking. I have revealed to you everything that I have learned from the father. This is why it's important to have a close relationship with Jesus. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. We didn't choose God, any of us. 
Thank God he chose us. I have appointed you, I have planted you that you may go and bear fruit and keep on bearing, that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain and abide. It may not look like we're in a fruit-abiding season, but we are in the right place at the right time. We are hearing God's word. We're letting it mix faith. You know, if there's an area in your life that you get troubled with, go find the word and read it out loud to yourself. Seriously, don't just read it and read it and read it. Read it and speak it to yourself and speak it out. Faith comes by hearing. We were listening to Jesse Duplantis and he was saying how the doctor had checked him out. And asked him, did he know what was the most important organ in his whole body? And he said, yes, my ears. And the guy looked in the doctor, looked at him, because the doctor was thinking the heart. If your heart stops, you're gone. You're a goner. But he knew. He's a faith. You have to make a choice. If you're a faith person, your ears are really important. Your thought life is really important. It's really important what you think of, what you project, it's important. Because if you keep projecting the wrong thoughts, I didn't want to go back to Primrose Hill. I've got some bad memories of that particular area of London. But, you know, God just took me up there the other day and took me into the future and said, I've got some plans. I had forgotten you could see London, the skyline of London from up there. And when I looked around, I said to Chris, who was helping doing the video, I said, oh, let's pray for London up here. And I realized in God, it was, there was an anointing to pray for the peace of the city I live in. Maybe you haven't thought about that. Maybe you don't feel that's the place you should pray for. Maybe you live way out. But you should pray peace, the peace of heaven. Every one of us can make the choice that affects the future. Speak peace. There were years ago where we spoke peace to High Wycombe. That's where God first gave me 1 Corinthians 16, about a great door of effectual service has opened unto you, and with it many adversaries. And I thought, I know that's the media. I wasn't thinking about politics. And it's taken years for me to come to the place where God is bigger in my mind, in my prayers, than the media, than the music business. God can do it. He's going to do it. He told me personally, you're going to see more in your day than you ever saw. So I feel we have a holy assignment given to us that we all have to pray we all have to pray so i just i'm here to help you to serve you so maybe you can just ask in your prayers this month for god to regulate your affairs to lead the life that god has allotted and imparted nobody's interested in how much we've given up to build our prayer altar nobody cares about that People are interested in what is produced, in the fruit that's produced. And as we seek and we inquire of God and we pray for the peace of the city, whether it's for Theresa May, a prime minister, because it's in our case it's London, it's been politics, you know, 
Let's just thank God we can do this. Father, we just thank you for the peace that comes upon every every single area of unbelief, of doubt that's hit us in the last few months. We thank you. We thank you that you have been showing us you always have a peaceable habitation for us to pray in, for us to rehearse in, for us to get prepared in. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit helping, comforting us, being our intercessor, being our strength and our standby, being the one who comes from heaven. I thank you. We're not losing hold of what we've been shown from heaven. And we thank you, Father. We will not be put down or undermined or put in a box. We'll be your witnesses. And because before before we were formed in our mother's womb in Jeremiah 12.5, I think it is. You want to put that up? Before he formed us, he knew us. God knows who you are. He knows how much your flesh wants recognition. He knows. But he is the one. I guess I'm kind of pleading with you to go to God to engage with God, to pray what God wants in your space, that you would bear fruit and it would be lasting fruit. Because we're all going to have things that quicken, things that prompt us to do actions. And it doesn't mean everything is easy. It just means that we are to, whoopsie, we are to move forward Graciously in God. Amen. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. The biggest decision we'll ever make is to stand in faith before you. And I thank you. We're not, we're not afraid. Get rid of fear. Get rid of the fear and step out in what God has ordained. For you, I guess I'm going to stop early. I read a long time ago in California, 1 Corinthians 3.13, that your work is going to be clearly shown for what sort it is. You know, it takes faith. It takes courage. It takes courage to do the right thing. Sometimes you have a lot of things aggravating It takes courage to walk with God, walk with the Holy Ghost. It takes courage, whether you're a child, whether you're elderly, whatever you think you know, whatever you think, oh, I'd do it this way. God knows the time and the season. He knows what he's called you to do. I can trust him. You can trust God. So when we look into his word, when we learn to pray his word, It isn't that we need a great dollop every Sunday. We just have to become doers, James teaches, become doers of the word. Whatever God is talking to you about, just start changing and doing it. He's good. He's so good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, you can burn up our dead works. According to 1 Corinthians 3.13, you can burn them up. 
Why don't you just let God come into your life in a new way today. Let this month come in a new way. Let us enter into this new season. I want to teach you about the Hebraic seasons because it's fruitful, because it's been working. And I get it. But only you can get it. Okay? So... Just get real with God. I know some of you in here, I'm just affirming what you're already doing. But I just thank you, Holy Spirit. You're so good. You're such a helper. You're so good to help us as you do. So... The Bible teaches us it is the courtesy of kings to make divinely directed decisions. So some of you are going to face some real big decisions. But as long as you're right and you're at peace with God, that's okay. Okay? Do you feel the peace? You see, you can think clearly when you've got peace. You know what to do. You know what to build. It's not about hyping you up. It's about God. You might be really good at what you're born to do. You might be already doing it. I'm not here to tell you you might have the right job in the natural world. But if your character is not in line with heaven, and there is more work to do inside your heart and in your attitude, you're not honoring, you're not being respectful, You know, we are a big team. God doesn't look at people. I realized the other day when I was studying this out and working this out, that wisdom is the big picture. James 1.5 says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. If you lack the big picture, you know, do, do I like every person? In their position, no, there are some people who have been really difficult to work with. But you have to have that grace and you have to have the big picture. Ask God for wisdom if any man lacks wisdom. We should always ask him from the wisdom that comes from above. We should never show off. We should always show God off. Huh? Your life should show God off. So I thank you, Father. Thank you. Sometimes they're consequences. We have to learn things by consequences. What is success? It's peace. It's peace, having peace where I am. Oh, Father, I thank you. You make even our enemies to be at peace with us. You do all things well. We thank you. We thank you that you lead us to favorable, peaceable, peaceable habitations. Thank you, God. Thank you. You're so awesome. Many times we think of God as being awesome. We think he's big and huge. No, he's an influencer. He's not huge. But he's huge in his influence and his power. 
So any situation you're facing, if you prayed about it, that's the bottom line. If you make the decision to walk in godly counsel, that can be a real life game changer because that can take all your friends out and take all kinds of situations. I can feel God. God's just pleased with this. Now, he wants us to finish. He wants us to close. And we're going to close in just a moment. But he, I can feel when it's God has shown up. So can you. But come on, invite him. It's your biggest choice. Invite him to come into the places you think don't matter. But they do. They matter to him. Invite him. Welcome him. Rejoice. God sets us a blessing and a curse. Are we being a blessing? Is this a blessing? Is something a blessing? It doesn't look like it's going away. You just make a decision. You refuse to give up. You just don't give up. Huh? You just don't give up praying. You don't give up declaring. You don't give up what you're doing. God works. People say, oh, God works mysteriously. No, he doesn't. If you just go deeper, he'll tell you. It might feel mysterious sometimes. It might feel odd. But God isn't odd. Let's just push in for what God's got for us, for each one of us. You know? I remember when I was a young girl and I so wanted to learn how to sail. So I'd just go and hang out on the jetties and I'd help. I'd be helpful. So don't have an attitude when you come to church. Everyone else is going to be here. Bobby's going to pick up the boxes because that's what she does. You know, make a decision. I'm coming to help. Okay? I'm coming to help. Relationships require forgiveness. We've got a relationship in our family at the moment where they've used each other for years and they've got two children. You know, and it's easy to forgive people that you love, but we just thank God. He's the one who gives us forgiveness. So we ask for your help, Holy Spirit, to pray, to stand in the gap. We just take this outward shell off. You know, many of us have these shells that we live behind, these personalities we've suddenly developed. God wants you to become vulnerable. Make a decision to become vulnerable. To choose help. I choose. God, I need your help in so many areas. I thank you. I thank you for the way you just move us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the big picture. Thank you for the big picture. You say if you ask your ten best friends what they think of you, you'll hear. You'll hear it. 
your 10 best friends, people who really know you. I'm not talking about a one-off instant on your bad day. I'm talking about people who know you. I know Rod. I live with him. He knows me. He knows my shortcomings. We don't always agree on everything. But that's okay. We can be real in it. We pray together in it. I feel like we're about to step into a massive change. You can feel it. You can feel it. And it's to do with your letting your life go. And it's to do with letting God have his way. In whatever he's inviting and summoning and requesting you to do. And many times we can get just bored when God moves in because we think, oh, okay, I can feel a boredom. God's given me a sensitivity. It may be a mental thing. But just let God change your thought life right now. Let him work a work in you. Okay? I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. It's not about this world. It's about you. It's all about you. So I thank you. I thank you. We can look and see and we can look again. We can look again. See what you see and look again. Look again. You're never not going to hear vision from the people that we have in our church and the people that rule and reign in righteousness. You're always going to hear vision from God, from the word, how to pray, what to do, how to live. But I thank you, Father, we can look again. I thank you that you take us to places that we don't necessarily want to go to. But you take us. Let God take you somewhere that was a bad memory and let him show you what he was seeing all the time. He was seeing redemption. He was seeing healing. He was seeing love. He was seeing life. He's offering life. Those individuals. Does it mean you're supposed to go back? No, not necessarily. But you can go back in the spirit, the full armor of God, the heavy armor of God. Ephesians 6 teaches us about the full armor. Full armor. That means covered, confident, coming courageously. You know, just keep reading your Bible. Let's have some interaction. Okay? Let's have some interaction. Just receive the anointing that's here. I don't want to just keep on. I believe the Lord wants to have some interaction with us. We don't just pray and we don't just ask him to come. Then he comes. And then we just think, oh, I need more word. more. You can be addicted. You can be addicted to that. Don't be, don't be addicted to anything. It's, it's okay to be addicted to the word, but let your heart not be troubled. Let your heart 
How do you want to pray for Theresa May today? How do you want to pray for London? Why did you come to church today to sort out some problems, to sort out some issues? Why did you come? What choices do you have to make? What are important choices? Yeah, we just worship you, Lord. We're not going to worship a golden calf. We're not going to make something of our lives that isn't. We thank you. We thank you. Sometimes we say, oh, I can't possibly do that. And yet you find yourself doing it. Can't do that. I don't want to do that. And then suddenly you find yourself doing it. We're on the brink of something really big, and we need the wisdom of God. We need God's wisdom to show us what's the next step. It's not just about saying a venue or a place. I mean, we meet in this room, it's not particularly holy, this room, but we come in and we change the atmosphere wherever we go we change things when you go home you change change your habits change what you do oh i thank you father your word is we believe you've really enjoyed this message for further information visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any sunday 